Hello and happy holidays, Lords of Grantham Universe. Dave here. Due to lots of holiday plans and busy schedules, Corey and I are unable to get together this week to continue our Poldar coverage, but we didn't want to leave you hanging, so we are going to open up our Patreon vault and unleash our rankings of the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, we did this before F9 came out, so you know if you're one of those completists, we are sorry. Um, if you like what you hear on the episode, though, feel free to sign up for our Patreon upstairs tier to gain access to our entire backlog, and that is only $5 a month. And that gains you access to half a year, the first half of this year, where we covered Pride and Prejudice extremely thoroughly, from the 1995 BBC show to the 2005 movie, as well as the sequel series and other adaptations. We also do stuff like Star Wars, Harry Potter, Jurassic Park, and all other stuff, uh, movies and shows that feature Downton Abbey actors and more. So for $5 a month, you get a monthly bonus episode, as well as the entire backlog that I just talked about. And entry into the Lords of Grantham Lounge, a private Facebook community where you can chat with Corey, myself, as well as previous guests and fellow patrons about all things Downton, Poldark, Bridgerton, The Crown, and more. If you're not interested in the bonus episodes, but you are interested in the community, there's our downstairs tier. For $1 a month, you gain lifetime access to the Lords of Grantham Lounge, and you get sporadic bonus episodes. Uh, we just did one this month that was all tears. That was a film starring Rob James Collier from Down Abbey. So that's up there for everybody. We do Q&As occasionally too. It's a lot of fun. We love it. Um, so with that in mind, Happy New Year. Thank you so much for all of your support in 2021. And let's start your engines. Too fast. Too furious. I'm too fast for y'all, man. Too fast. Came home from doing a bid. Tell me what you gon' do. Act a fool. Somebody broke in and cleaned out your crib. Boy, what you gon' do? Act a fool. Just bought a new pair and they scuffed your shoes. Tell me what you gon' do. Act a fool. Now them cops trying to throw you in them county blues. Boy, what you gon' do? Act a fool. Hello, Patreon subscribers. We are excited for this episode today. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's the easiest one to throw together. Because we debate this commonly amongst ourselves all the time. This comes mm-hmm. up literally almost every time we hang out, <laughs> for whatever the reason. In some capacity. Yeah. Um, listeners may, may not be as interested, but this is something that's very personal to us. We are big fans of the Fast and Furious franchise. Yes, we and, are. And we are going to rank the series today. But yes. Before we get into that, Dave, let's let's go over what is your background and history with the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, so I, when I was a kid, I was very like averse as like a, I think I caught the movie snob itch mm-hmm. a little early, thirteen. And I remember when the first one came out, it was all like oh, fast cars and hot girls, and I had no interest of going. You know, when we were like, well, in, let's run it back, Dave, for my birthday. Fast and Furious was in theaters. What did we choose to see for my birthday? AI? Age 13. <laughs> AI, artificial intelligence, which has haunted us ever since we saw it. Because that was a not, I don't think that was a good movie for 13 year olds to so see. So Fast and the Furious was in the theater at the same time? Yeah, it came out like early June, mid June. Yeah, I, I remember I was very much on the defense about seeing it. Mm-hmm. And it just, uh, it just seemed too, it seemed over the too top. dumb. Yeah. Uh, we were a little bit more sophisticated. We wanted a little sci-fi with our action. Yeah, stars. or we, you know, 
Well, I've never been a car guy. Yeah. I do remember watching that trailer in theaters and thinking it was so dope when the car flips and then lands or whatever. I was like, that's pretty cool. But it just didn't seem like a movie, especially like telling my parents I want to see a street racing movie. They'd be like, why do you want to be engaged in street racing? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, Dave, when did you come around to Fast and Furious? You actually were. When it, well, it was a two, two-pronged. Well, I, I did see Too Fast, Too Furious in the theater. You did, right. I did. Because I had a friend, <laughs> I had a friend who was a very much a car guy, and I think still is. We're not in touch anymore, unfortunately. And he just sent me an AIM, and he was like, "I got tickets to Too Fast, Too Furious Friday," and I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, we're going," and I was like, "Okay." And you saw, and it? I went, and I hate it. <laughs> too Fast, Too Furious is bad. Okay, all right, that's fair. Um, but then. I think I kind of fell out of it until I saw uh, Fast and Furious, which is four. You saw Fast and Furious? I saw Fast and Furious on HBO at school, like in bits okay. and pieces. And I was like, okay. I kind of like, I, I feel what... the the attraction to the group of them. Yeah. The main who with Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, Jordana Brewster, like, and Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Like, I felt that. I hadn't seen... Any of them during the, its first decade. I, I saw Triple X with Triple X with Vin Diesel because I, I saw I, it in theater too. I didn't see it in theater. I saw it on DVD. We got the, we bought the DVD. My family doesn't have it where we didn't go to the theater to see movies. We just buy the DVD blind, and we watched it a couple times. Um, as the famous line "bitches come" uh, <laughs> when they're in a Russian club and the woman, women come to them. Uh, so uh, yeah, I like that movie a lot, but it just never got me. to... I even saw the Chronicles of Riddick in theaters, but I just never felt the need to see the Fast and Furious. Um, and I remember being fascinated that the series came back in 2009 and made $70 million at the box office. And I was like, wow, there's an audience still for this? Okay, all right. But it wasn't until Fast Five, which I wasn't interested in because Vin Diesel was posting pictures from the set on his Facebook. And I was like, that's lame. Like, what you- Yeah, which is very prototypal. Yeah, it was so weird. Um, but then the trailer came out, and I was like, okay, I, I like The Rock in this. this well, was- that, was, that was ultimately what brought me into the door. Yeah, it's The Rock. I wanted to see The Rock in this. And so I... It was after college, right? Uh, the year following, 2010, 2011? 2011, um, a- April 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it also it came out the same weekend that we assassinated Osama bin Laden, which has led me to think that The Rock may have been a part oh, of the that Rock because did he announced that. He, right? he, he, he's he, like, I, he, I got some news. Yeah, I heard something that's going to make everyone really happy. And it was the same weekend that Fast Five came out, mm-hmm. and, and it's it, like, oh, it's hot. hot. It also tied into The Rock's return to wrestling. Yeah. Like, he came back with t-shirts that said, um, Team Bring It, in the Fast and Furious font. Yeah. So, like, I was hesitant about seeing it because I hadn't seen the first four, but I had it 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. My dad and, my dad and I had a habit of just going to see movies on Fridays because I was in between, I was, it was post-college, the recession was still in the full effect, it was hard finding a job, so I didn't have much to do with my time, so I was like, okay, I'll go to this movie in the middle of day, day, day one, uh, and uh, it changed my life. I came out of that movie on a high, I, I, was, I was so excited. Like it had a good, it had the good review, so I was like, okay, I'll go see it. I loved it. I could not stop raving about it. That night, I drove to pick up a friend's go drinking, and I hit a mailbox sober, completely sober, just backing up because I was just like, I'm gonna drive, and I just rammed in and destroyed our friend's mailbox after seeing Fast Five. Did you destroy it? Because isn't that like a? It got a, bent crooked. Uh, now every time I drive by that house, because it's on a pretty frequent basis, I'm up yeah. going. It's like, oh, that's where Corey hit after Fast Five. I was just so hopped up on that movie, and I was telling people like, man, it's good, and then. 
it got uh, replayed at our Maritime Aquarium, which would play IMAX films after they'd been doing their initial mm-hmm. run. So this is in July, so months, three months after it came out. It was the last night it was playing at Maritime. Yeah, and we, we went. I drug you there. We went to Trumbull Mall. Had a delicious meal at the Trumbull Mall uh, food court. I don't even I don't remember that. I remember it well. And, and we went there. <laughs> and there was a guy, I remember there was a guy changing his clothes in the bathroom. I, I don't remember that. And he made some comment. He was like, what's up? Oh, no, no. He yeah. was changing his clothes in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then it, I think it was like three of us in the mar- in the legitimate, not like your local movie theater put a big screen. No, this is like a semi-truck size yeah. trailer uh, screen. And he like walked, he sat like one row in front of us and was like, what's up? When he <laughs> yeah. sat down because we had seen him like taking his clothes off. And not we didn't see yeah. him, but we saw like a bag. And Dave, how was that moment for you, man? I just remember the moment in Fast Five when the car, when they're driving the train mm-hmm. heist part. Yeah. When they fl- fall off mm-hmm. into the water. And I, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. That did and, it for me. Yeah. And then the movie came out on DVD. I remember we showed it to our friends Kevin and Sean, too, on DVD. Like, you got to see this. <laughs> like, you don't get it. And it's just become, like, folklore for us. The way but it's yeah. also... Wasn't it on, like, Time's top ten movies yeah, of the year? Yeah, Richard, Richard Corliss's list is a top ten movie, yeah. Well, it's uh, just a good movie. You know, it is yeah. an excellent action movie, and it has a really good heist. Right. And we'll, and get, we'll it, get some more of that later once we go through the list. We'll go through Fast Five. But that was our introduction to the series, and now we've seen every single one of them since in theaters. Yep. Yep. And different permutations of people we've seen it with and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. we've quoted now to ourselves, uh, you know, we, we're, if we've taken on the whole family, friends, our family. <laughs> yeah. It definitely pushed me to being a, a more regular Corona drinker. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just being a better person, I feel like. <laughs> just like, oh, a, I love really? friends. Yeah. Uh, so let's start this list, Dave. From the bottom? Let's start from the bottom, I think. Well, I, I have an honorable mention at the bottom. Okay. Fast and Furious Supercharged, The Ride. Oh, you went on that. That's true. Where's the band? Wait, where's the Bandoliers or whatever? The, oh, I've the never I've film? never watched the Bandoliers. It's very forgettable, so don't worry about it. Uh, so uh, is Hobbs and Shaw on your list? Yeah. Okay, uh, fine. Okay. Is it on yours? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So... At the bottom, well, Fast and Furious Supercharged. Num- mm-hmm. The bottom, 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 too Fast and Furious. Wait, what was so bad about Supercharged, though? Oh, it's terrible. It's it's one of the worst. It's I think it's. It has the I don't I don't like the old timey. I I can I can do a whole podcast about park rides and stuff. Yeah, but I don't like old timey rides. But mm-hmm. I also don't like rides that are so new and just bad. Yeah. So the ride is, you get on like a party bus, mm-hmm. which is also like totally not Fast and Furious level. Yeah. And you drive to a garage to go to a party, mm-hmm. and you find out uh, not Deckard Shaw, the other one, uh, Luke Evans is uh, okay. is on the loose, and you got to get him. Yeah, and then you go, and it's Universal does this thing where there's like a screen mm-hmm. on a piece of like plexiglass, yeah, and with a big screen behind it. Mm-hmm. So if there's no action on the the for the screen in the front, you don't see it. Yeah, but on the screen in the front is like Tyrese. Like, <laughs> oh, come on, let's go to the party. I, I still feel like I have to do this ride though. The queue for the ride, the line is great. Yeah, it's all cars. There's all there's memorabilia. Like, you know, fake memorabilia. You yeah. know, there's a uh, Brian's locker and his yeah. you know Dickie's work shirt and stuff like that. Yeah. So the plot of the ride is you got to catch Luke Evans's character, and it's mm-hmm. Letty, Hobbs, Toretto. Mm-hmm. I think those are the main three. Yeah, uh, Ludacris is in the queue, mm-hmm. and Tyrese is in the beginning of the ride, but I don't think he's there in the ride. Yeah, but the ride is like so. Basically, you're in this bus, and there's a screen over you, like a tarp. Yeah, 
and it just jerks you around in this bus and then there's so much action but it looks like a crappy video game okay with uh do you remember like the lucas arts video game would do like video yeah, yeah. with really bad cg yeah so it's like that okay and it's All just right. bad enough of that gar- yeah. garbage then so number the, the bottom of your list too fast too furious why is that i just think it's a mess it's long yeah it's like really it, it just maybe it's not long but it just felt long okay I also in fairness have only seen bits and pieces since I've seen it in really? the theater okay I like the part there's a part in that one where uh, the, all the they pull in is it the is the skyline in Too Fast Too Furious yeah they pull that into like the garage and the garage mm. door opens and, and all Lud- the cars is like posse of like hundreds of sports cars yeah That's, I mean there's moments it's just eh. all right uh, me for me at the bottom it's Fast and Furious Fast and Furious is seven for me. Or eight. It's just not fun, really. It, it, it really it has a weird like. It really leans heavy into the drama of things because it's years since I guess Brian and uh, Dom had seen each other, and it's just there's not many any aside from the opening set piece, which is actually really good, where they get the gasoline and oil from the tanker. The rest of the set pieces in the movie aren't that good, and, and there's it, a lot of CG, a lot of CG, and it's dark. Yeah, it's dark. The the ending sequence is one of the worst in the series because it's just going through tunnels and you can't make out at all what's going on mm-hmm. and it's just not fun really it really no it's hana's in that one right a little bit not enough though and like letty they let go early on she just she dies or whatever yeah um, surprise yeah, yeah. so <laughs> fast and furious just isn't it isn't what i'm looking for in a fast no. and furious movie so where's two is too fast but one below no nope. oh no Do you I, tokyo I've, drift that? I, I have tokyo drift at number eight i feel like tokyo drift is a little overhyped I like Tokyo Drift. I think it's overhyped. I think it has was a lot of CGI again. A lot of people said it was terrible. Yeah. So I will say Tokyo Drift is uh, number seven for me. Okay. So so the its consensus is Fast and Furious too fast and Tokyo Drift are the bottom. Yeah. 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 And the ride. Yeah. And but to, I like. I think there's a lot of charm in Tokyo Drift. What's his name? Lucas Black is terrible. Yeah, he's not good. Bow Wow, not that good either. Bow Wow's fine. I mean, he's, he's serviceable. But, like, Han's in that, and he's good in that. Mm-hmm. that that's the best part of that movie is the... He carries a lot of weight. Yeah. A lot of emotional weight. Yeah, the advice he gives to, to the kids and everything, like, that's good. And then even Dom shows up at the end in the surprise. Yeah, that's the big reveal of that movie is that he's back because people thought Vin was too big for his britches with that franchise. Yeah, but one thing I, I can't get over in that movie is there's scenes where he's, like, romancing the girl, so they romance by... Tokyo drifting down the side of a mountain where you see the cars driving in unison. I like just drifting is now yeah. just Tokyo drifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I played Ridge <laughs> I, Racer. I, I, I know like, where drifting is from. I like American from. drifting myself. I know where drifting's from. I played Ridge Racer. Uh, but like they're drifting in unison and that's them romancing each other. It's like driving and it's in CG too. It's these cars mm-hmm. drifting in CG. It's just, this is just dumb. It's not a great movie. It's not great, but I have two Fast Two Furious because I think there's a lot more dumb fun in it than those two. I guess I, I need to rewatch it in full. Tyrese is one of my favorite characters in the series. Mm-hmm. He's so stupid and because Brian the top. is Brian is still a cop in two. Yeah, and he's also like there's something to be said about it, like bro. He's just like so like chill. He's such a good calming presence. Paul Walker. But, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. a good actor, but he's a no. good he's a good being. Yeah, and oh, man, there's. Just back to 2000, 2003, I think about those cars. Those cars look so cool. All the cars coming out of that thing. And even mm-hmm. the scene where they put the rat in the bucket and the guy's stomach and they burn the bucket. It's Bobby the, Elvis from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. And they torture him. Ah, oh, man, it's just a dumb, fun movie, I think, for the most part. John Singleton directing it. Yeah. Uh, I think when he died, I was like, I think it's time to rewatch. <laughs> it's maybe time. Um, so, yeah, those are the bottom three. And I think that's the, the consensus. Those are the bottom three. Mm-hmm. But uh, what do you have at number six, Dave? Hobbs and Shaw. Same. Hobbs and Shaw, I think, is very much the platonic average you seek for a Fast and Furious film. That was my takeaway from it. 
Yeah, well, it also doesn't feel like a Fast and Furious Not film, but it's all. just better than those. It's just a yeah. decent... It's ser- like You said it, serviceable was the word that you yeah. used. Good. Uh, it, since it's currently in theaters, I don't want to spoil anything. Though The Rock outwardly put on Instagram mm-hmm. a photo of him and one of the big cameos. Yeah. He was like, this is my brother. Yeah. It's got, it's got Roman Reigns. Yeah, we know about that. The movie, it, it, like, yeah, it just doesn't feel connected to the Fast and Furious franchise. The Rock, literally, you see it in the trailer, he corrals a freaking helicopter with a chain. Mm-hmm. That's just not humanly possible. Granted, he only does it for like a second. Right, but even then, the Fast and Furious always feels somewhat grounded and like that seems very far fetched. But they play it out like, okay, that can that could happen. Maybe this in not a million years could ever happen in real life whatsoever. Oh yeah, it just the Idris Elba character is a, a superhero. A, so that's the other thing about this movie, and this is not really spoilers. They're trying to track down like a, a virus. Wouldn't it be enough that they're trying to fight a cyborg? Like it doesn't. Even, they don't even ask a question that there's a cyborg that they're fighting. They don't even mention that at all in the movie. That's- oh, and that Jason Statham uh, Shaw was offered a job working for this company. Yeah, and Idris is like, could have been you in this situation, but you said no. Right, and, and, the- and Statham's like, I didn't need to say yes to be part of this. Yeah, it, it <laughs> and just, it just it, it, it's not bad. It was yeah. enjoyable. I will absolutely. Buy it on Black Friday. It's way over the top, though. Like they take the the same like virus uh, plotline from Mission Impossible Two, make that the the threat, and then they take the whole cyborg thing, make that a threat, and then they they cop it from like another Bond movie or whatever. Like it's like three different like end of the world. It's very tropey. Yeah, and then they take a sort of Skyfall ending where they're like, we need to go back to our roots where there's no technology. Yeah, aside from. Roman Reigns. And again, this is all in the trailer. There's like this clip online where they stitch together all the trailers and you can literally make out the entire plot of the movie within three minutes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So anyways, that's that. That's the that's the, the median. But I think after this is where it starts to change around, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll see. What do you what? have at, uh, at six? At five? Or five. Fate of the Furious. Yeah. That's okay. Fair. That's another one that I feel like is average. Like it gets everything in. It gets a little. It definitely feels like a Fast and Furious movie. Mm-hmm. It has like all the family beats. It has all the car action. The, the opening uh, car um, ch- on Cuba. Yeah, it's amazing. The cars on fire. And he's so exciting. It. This is a, where the series is definitely detached from the rest of Fast and Furious in terms of going over the top. Is I this think. what the the torpedo or the yeah the, the, <laughs> the submarine rock uses it with his bare hands subverts yeah. a torpedo. Yeah, they're controlling all the. It's, the the cars whatever with the AI or whatever like it, it, that I mean I just remember seeing awesome. um like Instagram video of like a guy who worked in the building across from where they shot mm-hmm. that and be like this is gonna be so cool but then when it happens in the movie it's, it's not it's as CG. cool yeah yeah um that's one thing that you gotta respect about the franchise is very much about making it real yeah yeah and it's funny though because like the the initial reviews for Fate of the Furious weren't too hot and then it kind of bounced away up from like a 59 to like 66, 67 in Rotten Tomatoes and I think it's just as you know it's definitely further out there in terms of like this would, this is a bit impossible but it's just as enjoyable as yeah. a lot of the other ones but we it has some a lot of good character beats granted it doesn't make sense why the Shaw brothers are just good no no, Helen Mirren is there. She's good. Yeah. It, it is funny because it's like the clout. I saw somebody posted on online, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, this is a franchise with a bunch of basically up and coming no name mm-hmm. actors driving around in cars, and it turned into something where Helen Mirren and Charlie Theron wanted to be part of it. Yeah, so, which so, is kind of cool. Yeah, and we'll probably see more of her. So that, sure. Okay. Yeah. But the, I think the thing is, like, up until that point, the series has done a pretty good job. I mean, the good entries that balancing the family in the foreground with the action. I think Fate of the Fury starts to tip it a little bit more towards 
action, action, action. Uh, but there's the, a lot of the weight of Toretto and his arc on them. Yeah, it, because of uh, it's he's satisfying. Got a baby. Yeah, it's satisfying. Spoilers. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, if you haven't seen these movies, we as a Downton Abbey fan, I can't recommend them enough. Yeah. So I think these next four though definitely do the best job of balancing family and all that drama and the action. So Dave, what is number four? Six. Okay. Why? Six is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think the final set piece is very impractical. Okay. And we get a uh, really bad death. Yeah. That's sort of considering the scope of the final run. Mm-hmm. It just sort of doesn't work for me. Who's? Uh, what's a, a Gal Gadot. Oh, okay. So like the, the end of this movie is a giant plane taking off. I think that moment works. Yeah. But the thing is, the plane doesn't get off the ground. Yeah. But Gal, Gal Gadot's character flies out the window mm-hmm. as if she falls to her death. She probably fell 30 feet. Well, I mean, the, it's also going like 100 miles an hour or whatever on that runway. Again, this runway that never ends, but... Yeah, it never ends. I don't... I mean, I just don't think her death... It Like, the they, could, they could go and get her body. And there's no, like, not that they would yeah. show it. Yeah. But that movie does have... She also uh, looks like 100 pounds soaking wet, too. Yeah. <laughs> she always has. Yeah. That movie has the some good stuff, though. Very yeah. good stuff. Yeah. I have Furious 7 at number four. I think... All right. Furious 7... As much as I say, Fate of the Fear starts tipping it towards action, action. Fate of the Fear Seven really starts to go that way. It's, I, it's just so good. It just does, the 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 whole thing with the eye doesn't make sense. The God's eye. Why are they bringing in these guys to come hunt down this eye? They're just like okay, because they want to hunt Shaw. Well, maybe they'll help out with this government thing too. And it's like, oh, why would they? They've never been that kind. of... They need thing. to re- clean their names. Yeah, because they're all fugitives. Yeah. And look, this movie has a lot of the, the, the send off to Paul Walker. Beautiful. It, it really will get you emotional. But um, in terms of set pieces, I think it has two very good set pieces. And then the last one, that's not very good. The, the What's the, the is it L.A. seven? Yeah. So is like, it the, what the rock is like sideline the whole movie. Yeah. So the, the yeah, he's filming other stuff. So the the side of the mountain where they get airdropped and they're driving, that's the best action scene in the movie. Like it's very tangible. Those are real cars. There's actual good like hand to hand combat, a lot of mixing with all the that is a fantastic action scene. In seven? Yeah. Yeah. No, that go back and watch it. That scene stands out as one of the best action scenes. The one in there when they go to Dubai, that is fun. That is Oh yeah, that's that's a really that, good action scene. I don't know if it's the best because there's a little bit of CGI and stuff, but it's most it's fun yeah it's like you know what's the line you never you should never leave a beast in a cage yeah it's so good and that has the ronda rousey fight with uh jordana or no with letty. Uh, letty yeah not Which is so good jordana's uh the computer person so good but then after that they have some bad warehouse shootout with like infrared glasses or whatever and then this uh, the la fight just always left me wanting more it's like a drones are chasing them around and then the rock drive. I mean, drives an ambulance onto, onto the drone, which is and awesome. Pulls the minigun off of the drone and just yeah. obliterates all the other drones. That is incredible. But it just, no, that's when he breaks the cast off his arm. Daddy's got to go to work. Classic. But just something about it just felt very basic to me. Well, that, I mean, it also doesn't help that Vin's big, like, moment at the end is uh, the thing about fighting. Oh, I like that. <laughs> This, when you have a street fight, the street always wins. But it also brings up other dumb stuff where, like, there's a game of chicken where Vin and uh, Dom and uh, Shaw drive cars oh, into just, themselves. And they actually, and, and, did nobody chickens out, and they both walk out and have a, yeah. a pipe fight. It's too much. It's a little too much. But all the Brian stuff works like gangbusters. I, I just think it's one, one of my favorite, like, tropes in action movies mm-hmm. when 
they're in a location. They're like, all right, here we are. And I think the Dark Knight does this too, where it's like, here we are hanging out. Yeah. Oh, the bad guy just walked in the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what's number four for you, Dave? Let me see. Or three. Number, number three. Uh, the original. I have number th- number three is the original for me as well. It's just it has aged very well. It's very it, low stakes. My, my only issue is it's a blatant ripoff of Point Break, especially watching Point Break recently. The movie is note for note almost the same as like Point Break, aside from like the criminals being more bad in Point Break. But it's just a solid movie with just solid stealing DVD players, and yeah. and it leaves. I really like because I had actually never seen one until after like six. Mm-hmm. So I was. I was on the fence. I was like, is this going to be good or is this going to be bad? Because I still don't like Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. yeah. So is it going to be terrible? Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of ambiguity. Yeah. Like, are what are they doing? Are they these like righteous sort of pirate kind of characters that they're just sort of keeping themselves alive? And yeah. then, you know? It, it, it's just a solid... And also, I think a lot... There's a lot to be said about the acting in the movie. Mm-hmm. I think this is Vin Diesel as most charismatic in the entire Caesar series. He gets a little bit on autopilot when he comes back. Like he's just like he. It's a different kind of dom. He, I guess he's seen stuff and he's like a little bit more grim. But he actually has like a lot of charisma in this, you know. Mm-hmm. He's just like pulling people in them. Like, like when uh, Brian says, "I almost had you," and he's like, "Almost had me." And he just puts his hands up and he's like, "Dude, you didn't have anyone or whatever." And everyone's like, "Yeah." Like he has the crowd like that. Mm-hmm. He is so charismatic yeah, in this movie. That has the the you can drink whatever beer you like as long as it's Corona. Yeah, Letty's good. Uh, even Georgianne Brewster, I think this is her best like actual performance and in the series. Vincent? Vincent is great in this, and then like um, that Leon guy, you never see him again. But uh, even the oh yeah, that's right, you never see him again. But uh, Ja Rule's cameo in this movie is so good. Who Ja Rule? Oh yeah, yeah. it was a big deal when the movie came out because Ja Rule was like the biggest rapper at that time in two thousand one. That was peak Ja Rule, and that was like a big selling point for the movie. And the the credits have him rapping over it. Mm -hmm. But a woman offers a a menage a trois with him if he wins the race. But if even if he loses, he still has her. And then during the race, all the cars pull ahead. Then you get the famous immortal Ja Rule saying, Monica, no. <laughs> and then he gets out of the car. He's like, Monica. And she's like, you a broke ass. And he's like, F you. And that's one of the big F-bombs in the movie. And Ja Rule gets it. And it's, I love that entire bit. It's great use of Ja Rule. <laughs> sure. Go back and watch that scene. The way he shouts Monica as he, the cars but pull away. What's, what's the story about him in Too Fast, Too Furious? He they, was supposed to be ludicrous? Yeah. He wanted too much money. And they're just like, and he would have been in all these like bad move, Jar Rule, bad move, really bad. It's like Terrence Howard, bad. Yeah. So this is curious for me. So what's number two for you? This will say a lot. Seven. Yeah. So what's is six number two? Six is number two for me. Wow. I I think six keeps that high from five because now it's obvious. Fast Five is our both our favorite ones. Mm -hmm. Six keeps that high in terms of those action scenes. I think there's more good action scenes in six than any of the other. Six is the tank, right? Yeah, they got a tank. Six has the tank. The opening scene where the car is flipping the other cars as they drive down the road is awesome. The the subway the subway fight, Gina Carano. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and then I do like the runway scene because I think there is a lot of emotion there in Galileo's death. I think there's uh, the Rock doing that headbutt where he jumps in the air and then like the inertia makes him like give the biggest atomic headbutt to a dude. Or is that yeah. the Dom? He does a good headbutt in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that scene like. It works for me. And then, like, even the emotion of, like, Han at the end, too. And then also... Yeah, we see how empty Han is, which then carries into Tokyo Drift. Yeah, and there's also something to be gained from the first time in, like, five movies where they're having the, the backyard cookout in the backyard again, finally. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're home. 
The only thing that doesn't work in the movie is Brian go back going back to LA and being incarcerated <laughs> to find out. <laughs> I don't understand that. I still don't understand. And, that. But that's um that's there's a callback to Fast and Furious, the f- fourth one, yeah, which I which, don't follow. Yeah, I, I the thing is. There's so much lore to this franchise that's like you kind of got to spend time with the yeah. bad ones, but you just they're like ultimate phone movies. Like, yeah, I'll just be playing a game on my phone watching f- number four, and I won't complain. Yeah, and I think this is the peak uh, like charisma between like Tyrese and Ludacris in this film too. Like Six just has so much is, to love. Ramsey is introduced in seven, right? The woman, yes, yeah, yeah, the yeah hacker, yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's God's Eye is introduced in seven, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then they have it in eight. Mm-hmm. They use it in eight. Yeah. It's like the thing in the Dark Knight with the use all the cameras. Yeah. But no, like six, like I just I just get get off on those action scenes, man. Like sure. I went around London. I went around London like even the like the the race scene, it just devolves into Dom and Letty, like just oh, like yeah, Letty's, Letty's return from the dead. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah, the car's flipping, and then so they have the second action scene where they go up against the cars flipping, and then they have the moment where they flip Paul's car and he says like, Oh shit in slow motion <laughs> as he like crashes his car out. So because that that's really when you think about it. That's the last sort of movie where there's no stakes. Well, they, they well, you know, there's no, well, the thing is, because we all found out that Paul Walker was dead After while they were filming Seven. Yeah. So Six is the last one where you're like sort of whimsically along with these characters without knowing that there's some finality to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's, it's the only franchise in history where one of the main two dudes dies in real life yeah. amidst that, like, it changed the course of of film history, you could say, because these are is, is yeah. it the most profitable franchise in the in film history? What the, fr- the fast? You mean over like Star Wars and James well, Bond? I mean, okay, maybe not <laughs> James Bond. What's well, it might be more profitable than James Bond? Maybe not box office wise, but branding and oh, maybe and, in terms of merch and stuff like yeah. that. Sure, but it's not Star not Wars. Star it's not Wars. Marvel, dude. But it's, it's I think it's Universal's biggest property. Next, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park definitely has made more money than Fast and Furious internationally. Yeah, dude, Jurassic World made. Dude, trucks and trucks, man. But there's there's nine. Fast well, actually, and that, that is now. true because it is funny. In 2015, Furious Seven made more internationally on the strength of China than Star Wars Episode Nine or Seven or whatever. Uh, yeah. So Fast and Five. Let's just go on a little bit more about that, though. Fast Why is five? Fast Five the best? It's it's the Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. It's Ocean's Eleven with tank tops or <laughs> with fast cars. It's just a perfect balance of the family and the action. I like. I honestly think it just the pacing is perfect in this film. And I, I think. Its tone sets the tone for what will pop the crowd in every movie going forward. I honestly don't even just think it's the best Fast and Furious film. I think it's one of the best action films of this decade and one of the best of all time. Like, I seriously wholeheartedly believe that because the realism with seeing the cars dragging that vault is like they sold me. Like, uh, like I get it. Like, you're driving in this truck. Everything looks like it actually happened. Well, this would be an international disaster. <laughs> oh, they destroyed the uh, world. They just, Rio Brazil. is just obliterated. Yeah. But like that train scene, that sequence is so perfectly like choreographed. Because that's the, the and it opens with the prison bus flipping. Yes, and then Fast Five, <laughs> and uh, uh, what Perd Happily is the from yeah. Parks and Rec is the, the guy. And then the thing you get from Justin Lin too that isn't there for all the other movies is a sense of escalating the action. You know, like it keeps escalating. Like even the train scene, you know, it starts with them like riding up to the trains, and then there's like a little bit of like back and forth, and then getting on the train, but then they get the cars out of the train, and then the way it builds towards the crescendo of them jumping off a cliff with the cars is like mm-hmm. a perfect like build. And then even with like um, getting the, the the bank vault out of the... the, the Oh yeah, with the Don Omar, the yeah. Hispanic guys. The way it goes, uh, like builds to that bridge, and then like the vault like flipping or whatever, and then... 
Oh, the ultimate reveal, the end all reveals at the end oh, of the, the movie. rock. He's like, they just stole a lot right. of money. They got me. <laughs> if you smell <laughs> the rock is cooked. And he gets the F bomb in that movie. Yeah, he does. Oh yeah. my god. The rock is so good in this movie. This was Fast Five is good because it's it's sort of now it's almost self parody. And, oh, and, and they outright Jason Statham outright says, Well, you gonna say some bitch yeah. and and Hobbs and Shaw because it's like but enough is enough. Hobbs is no nonsense in Fast Five, whereas he's full nonsense later on. No, he's yeah. a different character. Uh He's got yeah, the goatee. He's, he's some nonsense. Yeah. And he's always sweating in this movie. He's perpetually sweating like at all times. And always underarm. on his underarm. Yeah. He's, a, he's terrible in this movie. He gets his entire crew killed, lets the criminals get away, kills, lets it half a real burn or whatever. And what is, what's the line when he just shoots the, the You killed my team, you son of a bitch. <laughs> shoots him. bitch. Yeah. And it, oh, but it's so good. The fight scene between him and Dom where he just like destroys oh, his yeah, charger geez. and just walks out. And then he, oh, that's a good but fight But even scene. the fight in the, the favela when they're like running and, oh, and Dom jumps down and the rock just blasts through the window. We can the go window. on, man. This movie is just so... And Vincent is back. I don't yeah. think... One thing is I really wish they didn't mm-hmm. kill Vincent. But it means so much. It, and it's funny because Vincent was always right. He was right that yeah, Brian was I a cop. He was a cop, <laughs> yeah. dude. And then I love his explanation for being in Brazil. I fell through every hellhole on earth and wound up here. And it's like, I don't know, man. I could have a lot of things go wrong in my life. I don't know how I end up in Brazil somehow, <laughs> dude. It also has the, the greatest scene in the film's franchise, the franchise history. Oh, uh, Dom. <laughs> Tell me about your, your father. <laughs> my father. <laughs> Just talking about like an Italian mother and church. I mean, it's funny. Tom talking about his father may be the two best scenes in the, the franchise because there's this one in the first film where he talks about the death of his father where, like, he gets clipped in a race, hurdles 150 mile, miles an hour into a wall, blows up, and he thinks he hears, like, his dad screaming and everything, but then he later found out it was his own self screaming so loud. He thought <laughs> it was his dad burning to death. And I was like, oh, my God, this kid, he's been through it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now he's saving the world. Yeah. Fast Life also has one of the biggest unintentional laughs where they jump through around these favelas, they fall through roofs, and in the next scene reveal that Janet Brewster is pregnant after falling through the ceiling of a building. <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. We're going to be father, Brian. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, now we need to keep her safe and you safe. Oh, man. And Han is great in this movie. Oh, Han is great. Jordana's great. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I love the way they keep saying, like, Han, like, aren't you going to go to Tokyo? And then he's like, we'll, not get, yet. we'll get there eventually. Because this is a prequel of Tokyo Drift, as you may not know. So five and six are prequels. Four, five, and six are prequels of Tokyo Drift. Just to give Han. But I just wish they had a moment where, like, Han, how was Tokyo? Past tense. And we just, you know, he just came back. <laughs> you just show him, like, get up hungover from a car wreck. Yeah, don't even show it. He's just there. Like, you know. Well, six has the reveal that Statham is the one who pulled yeah, the trigger. Right. Even though Justice he, for Han. Yeah. So, anyways, that's the Fast and Furious franchise. It is the most fun and i can't wait for nine next year i know it's like getting long and two well, that's well, fine nine is a i don't know if we'll be able to see it what do you mean because you you can't see it why not you can't see me no that's right john cena he's joining the cast they don't have the rock this time but they got john cena they got john cena oh i'm pumped charlize is back the gang is back except for the rock that's fine and statham say they're, they're kind of no, i don't think statham's there yeah they're not there yeah no helen mirren though i think is actually but is um little little nobody in back kurt russell's buddy who oh i don't joins know the gang. i don't is know kurt russell back? Kurt Ru- and that's the thing if you watch these movies they go not only in just like mm-hmm. scope of the film yeah they sort of it's sort of a big blob that keeps sucking in good things yeah and it just gets better and better because kurt russell's introduced in six or seven. seven seven yeah and then helen mirren is in eight, eight. charlize is in eight yeah 
Cisco isn't like it's like just a cameo the fact game. That, the fact crazy. that in five that they bring back Tyrese and Ludacris, they have the the idea to do that. Bring back Han, you know, bring back these minor characters, and it works. It's just like mm-hmm. genius. Bring back Don Omar. Yeah, okay. But then he pops and, up in eight. Yeah, and the crowd goes literally crazy. nuts in the yeah. theater. By the way, I think it's almost underrated, but Danzel Cordero at the end of five really. And that's ties- just a, that's a totally separate conversation. Is the songs? Yeah. But that song is so good in the five at making you feel happy that they they pulled it off, and then like you see the clips of what they do with the money, and you're just so happy that these guys did it. And the music is just like that song is so good. I had not heard that song before that movie, and I felt like so charged by it. Mm -hmm. But then yeah, seven, see you again. Yeah. Oh my. And seven has um. No, six has two chains and and Wiz Khalifa, Khalifa. which is we own it. We own it, which is great on its own. And then seven has. See you. But seven also has Dylan Francis. Oh yeah, get low, the, like Dubai remix, yeah, which yeah. is cool. So good. Eight, I don't think has notable music. They bring, they try to run it back, but it doesn't have the same effect. Yeah, and then Hobbs and Shaw has Hobbs and Shaw Dude, has a oh good my, soundtrack. Dude, underrated. Yeah. We're underrated. Too fast and furious. That may be the best song in the entire franchise. Too fast for all, eh? Too fast. Was there any Tokyo Drift song? A four? I guess I, don't, three, I think four. Bow Wow may have done something. Isn't isn't Pitbull on every Fast and Furious soundtrack on, following? Two, I think two yeah. up, two up. I think actually, yeah. Well, if Hobbs and Shaw has Idris Elba rapping with Cypress Hill. That's actually pretty good. Uh, I like that song. In, I gotta check out that soundtrack. There's yeah. some good stuff on it. So, anyways, great hope, franchise. Hope you're, you you get your money's worth out of this episode. If you're a Downton fan who's been hesitant, jump in on five. I think people who watch listen to our Downton Abbey podcast and listeners are like, why are these guys so excited to talk about Fast and Furious and never excited to talk about Downton Abbey? Like They're kind of like mildly excited, but they're way excited about Fast and Furious. Well, I mean, Fast and Furious, it is family. Just it like Downton Abbey is family. It and is just true. like all of you who are supporting us are family to yeah. us. All right. So thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you soon on the we'll Lord's We'll see you again. We'll see you again.